Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and I want to welcome you to another hour of Thrive Time. Hey, if this is your first time joining us, then let me officially welcome you to the show today. It is an honor, and I really do mean that. It's an honor to have you visiting with us for the first time. I hope that you find this hour of Thrive Time to be worthy of a return visit next Sunday and the Sunday after that. And as we continue to steamroll into 2021, I hope that you plan on making this a part of your weekly Thrive Time activity. And if you're a returning listener, then thanks Thanks. Thanks again for supporting the show, for continuing to throw your support behind this program. I believe you're coming back because you like what you hear, and today will be no short of that. Will nothing be short of that again, that's for sure. But as we are closing in on 2020, as we are wrapping up 2020, the last five months have been extraordinary in terms of audience growth and listenership expansion. Uh, and the crazy and very cool thing is that we've not even yet hit our sixth month, and yet the show continues to receive rave reviews from listeners all over the world. We're picking up listeners every week from all over the world because we're on so many different platforms, especially on our own show site. You can pick up their archives, and we'll talk about that a little bit. So here's what I know. I know that we're on the right track as the evidence continues to support this and by the way, if you are visiting the show for the first time, maybe the second time, and you'd like to hear some of our previous episodes, let me encourage you to go to visit my site. The jmamietalkshow.com has a archive section where you can pick up all of the previous recordings. You can go there, or you can actually just look me up on SoundCloud or iHeartRadio or Spotify, and you're going to find all of my previous recordings that are there for your listening pleasure. But while you're at the jmamietalkshow.com, Dot com site, make sure that you go to the business directory section. We are constantly updating that business directory with what I believe are good, honest, solid people providing innovative, creative, and uh, great service, uh, great products, and, and really people that I throw my endorsement behind because I know some of these folks and I believe in what they do. And by the way, since you are going to become a fan of the Jay Mamie Talk Show, then let me encourage you to follow me on Instagram at the J Mamie. Also on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and follow me there as well. And also go to my Facebook page at the J Mamie and like me on Facebook as we continue to steamroll with great new content and videos and all sorts of things. And you could also find me on YouTube and LinkedIn. Wherever you want to find me, you're going to find me. So make sure that you track me down so you can continue to hear some of the goodness of what we're putting out there and why there's such a buzz around the show and quite frankly just a buzz around the Jay Mamie. Now in today's show, I'm featuring two incredible people who have shown an unbelievable initiative as well as high degrees of determination and resiliency and uh, really just impressive in what they've done. My featured guest on the show today is the first Hispanic commander in the District of Columbia Air National Guard. Now, that's a big, big deal because that's where you have uh, the highest security because of the, uh, the airspace around the White House. Well, General Mark Maldonado, Brigadier General Mark Maldonado, joins us today 
to share his story. In addition, new author of the recently released book, Turn Your Passion into a Million Dollar Business, I did, and CEO and founder of Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund, Stacy McGovern, joins us a little later in the show to share her book and her story as well. So we've got quite a, a fantastic show again today. But before we launch into the segment of Thrive Talk, let me extend everyone a belated Merry Christmas. By the time you hear this show, Christmas uh, will have passed, but nonetheless, you are still in the uh, Christmas mode. I I, I believe that. Uh, but I also want to wish you an overall happy holiday season and for goodness sakes, a happy new year. And I really mean that. I know that many are looking forward to the closure of a very difficult year. In fact, probably the most difficult year that our country has faced since 1929. I know that many would agree to that. People are turning their attention towards a hopeful new year. I know I am. That being said, a new year filled with new hope, a resurgency of opportunity, and a uh, new landscape of dreams will demand of you the same that, quite frankly, any fresh new start demands. And that's having resounding, bullish, and creative initiative. I mean, there's just no way around it, guys. You cannot afford to sit on your laurels and expect something new and exciting and advancing to appear in your life, in your existence, unless there is an aggressive and intentional initiative taken. I mean, that's the way it works. So 2021 and beyond is going to be for you a revival to speak of. Then I got to tell you something. You better get your initiative gear going. You better get it going. Now, it doesn't really matter what you do or how long you've been doing it. Doesn't matter. Nor does it matter if you're embarking on something completely new to you. What matters, my friends, what matters is how you approach it. In other words, to what degree of intensity, determination, planning, skill set development, and personal ownership, and, and let me just be quite frank with you, just simply getting after it, how many of these things are you going to apply to whatever it is you're looking to ratchet up in the new year and beyond. I promise you, there are hangers that are inundated, inundated with dreams, ideas, and uh, ambitious projects that never took flight because authentic and steadfast initiative simply was never taken. It just was never taken. Now, if this is you, you've got a problem. You've got a problem if your initiative meter is running low right now. You, you've got to have a talk with yourself. You better pull yourself into the closet and have a pep talk with yourself because that initiative meter, that, that burning desire to do something different moving forward has to be at an all-time high. It's, the, it's truly the missing ingredient. Authentic, steadfast initiative is the missing ingredient. By the way, what fuels initiative? A burning desire to see change. That's what does it. That's what fuels initiative. A burning desire to see change. 
and intense knowing that you can make a difference. That's what fuels initiative. It is the feeling that you wrestle with yourself that tugs and pulls at you, shouting in your ear day in and day out, reminding you that there is something more for you to do, that there is something better for you that awaits. But you have to get off your ass and get after it with strategic and well-thought-out diligence. Here's the truth. Let's talk about the truth a little bit here. As we are focusing in on 2021, uh, what I believe will be a resurgence for many people. Certainly, I believe there'll be a resurgence in our country. I believe there's uh, lots of good things that are going to happen in 2021. I mean, if you believe in ebbs and flows and positives and negatives, if you believe in all that, then boy, I tell you, on the heels of a 2021 that for many, though, for, and even, even for those who had a a prosperous year to an extent, all things considered, some of these folks, I promise you, are looking forward to having a resurgence uh, also in 2021. Well, if that's what you're planning on doing and beyond, by the way, because you can only set yourself up with the launching pad to continue to have flight for many, many years to come. Well, here's the truth. The truth is only those who learn to disarm, to disarm their lazy and procrastinating tendencies and take the initiative on anything in life, those are the ones that are truly going to enjoy the fruits of their actions. So if you are embracing right now a lackadaisical, uh, procrastinating, slumber, strolling kind of attitude, or that's your tendency, even though you may want something big for your life, you know, you may want to do something bigger and better in the new year and beyond. And by the way, that could be in anything. It doesn't have to be just in, in a business pursuit or an entrepreneur pursuit. I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that listen to our program. But but I want to extend that conversation to anybody who's who's even looking at uh, at, a, at a better job. Or maybe writing a book, or you 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 want to lose weight, and maybe that's something that you're. It's important to you. Your health is important to you. It could be a relationship that has become stagnant, whether as a parent or as a spouse, or or maybe you are in a position of leadership. Maybe you're in ministry and you have seen yourself kind of lose your way a little bit. Anything, any in any capacity that you have now allowed yourself to be robbed of this initiative, creative zest, and you are dabbling in laziness, procrastinating uh, habits, and this is your tendency, well, I want to encourage you to disarm that. You've got to disarm those tendencies right now. Because those that do, those that do, truly will go on to enjoy the fruits of their actions. Folks, when we come back after the break, we're going to hear from someone who knows a thing or two about taking initiative. Brigadier General Mark Maldonado will join us right after the break. Friends, this is Jay Mamie, and I'm thrilled to announce that our merchandise site is now open for business just in time for the holidays. My inspirational quotes, encouragement words, and thought-provoking phrases can be printed on a number of very cool items to help you stay in thriving mode. Make sure to visit my website, thejmamie.com. Look for the store link. Check out the items. Once again, that'll be at thejmamie.com. 
Hi, this is Christina, CEO and founder of Tam Connect. I know this year has been difficult for many businesses and people in the workforce. Have your hours been reduced or possibly lost your job due to the pandemic? Are you looking to make up or earn an additional income by finding a side gig or a temp job? Are you a business that is currently looking to hire a full-time, part-time, seasonal, or temporary employee? Download Temp Connect from the App Store or contact me directly at 720-668-0988. Great cookout, John. Oh, hey. Thanks for coming, Audrey. So glad we get to hang out. <laughs> me too. What is that? Ah, uh, my garage door's on the frets. Oh, the horror! See? It's over. Uh, it's closing. I forgot. I gotta be somewhere. No, no, no. Go. Oh, man. Bro, you should call Wellborn. Call Wellborn online at wellborngaragedoors.com. DACLB 26616E. While it seems like 2020 was just one calamity followed by another, I'm going to remember 2020 as the year of the good neighbor. If you're paying attention, you'll find a hundred examples of people helping people, like the ones who helped us find two families needing a new heating and air system. I'm Randy Kelly, owner of On Time Experts just one of your neighbors. I'm proud of us, Dallas. Merry Christmas, and here's to a bright new year. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am Jay Mamie, and I'm excited to have our featured guest today. Brigadier General Mark Maldonado is the first Hispanic commander in the District of Columbia Air National Guard which, as he'll share with you guys, is the premier airspace for security because of the White House and the Capitol building. I mean, it is a top-notch area for space security. And, and not only has Mark shown himself to be the guy who can assist in, the, in providing security, but he's the first Hispanic commander to do that. Uh, so quite the resume. His incredible and vast resume of experience, guys, is what it's quite frankly what movies are made of. And I appreciate the fact that him and I grew up also in the Bronx, New York. And uh, here he is as one of the top um, commanders uh, in the country. So I'm excited to have him on the show. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Jay. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Brother, it is my pleasure. And uh, hey, we're going to dive into some really good, great stuff here. But before we go ahead and do that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Um so, like you just said, I uh, grew up in the Bronx. Uh, before that, uh, I grew up in Puerto Rico, and I was there through about third grade. I uh, grew up there with my grandparents and then um, came back to the States uh, to live with my mom. Uh, and from there, I uh, just grew up in the Bronx, went to uh, Cardinal Hayes High School in, uh, on the Grand Concourse, uh, went to the Air Force Academy, became a pilot, uh, did that for a while. And then decided to go to law school. Um, I went to law school, became a federal prosecutor for about 15 years or so. Uh, did also some work on the civil side uh, for a private uh, firm area um, on uh, Wall Street. And then uh, from there, I came back into government, uh, worked uh, for the Drug Enforcement Administration. And then uh, after that, uh, you know, I got promoted to general in the military as a reservist. And I'm doing that full time now for about a year and a half now. You know, I was telling the Pat, uh, Pat, the program director here before we were about to announce you that man, this guy's this guy's like the real life Jack Ryan. He's a Puerto Rican Jack Ryan. 
<laughs> what all of the experiences you have. And, and by the way, you and I had a conversation over the, uh, about a few days ago and, and there is so much more that we could spend an hour on all the things that you've done and all the experiences and all the travels and the trips and anti-terrorism stuff that you've been involved in, um, which is amazing uh, for, for, for our listeners to hear. And, and we'll probably have you back in the future again to share all those, those really wonderful stories. Uh, but what inspired you to pursue enlistment in the, uh, in the Air Force, which is not something that most uh, you know, Hispanics from the Bronx dream about doing? Yeah, you, you know, the big thing was uh, when I grew up in, uh, in Puerto Rico, my, my grandfather was my role model. He was, uh, you know, he was like a five foot six uh, man uh, who, uh, you know, was older when, when uh, he was raising my brother and I. And, and he was a carpenter. Um, and, and, you know, he was very patriotic in, in the sense of always uh, believing that, that, you know, you should, you should pay it forward and, and uh, serve uh, the community. Um, and, and so he always talked about the military and I don't know what, 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 why he did that. He never, he never served in the military himself, but he always put that out there as something to do, you know, something that he thought was, was meaningful. And so I just, I just grabbed onto that, you know, as I was older. And so when I was at, uh, at Cardinal Hayes, you know, I applied to two schools. I applied to West Point, uh, and the Air Force Academy. I got into both, uh, and then decided to go in the Air Force Academy. And that's wonderful. My actually, my, my son uh, also applied to West Point. Now he's a Marine, um, but I was. But it, it, it's interesting. And but it's, what's even more interesting, uh, Mark, is that he went to Truman High School, and he was oh ROTC God. Air Force. And he was, uh, you know, he left there with a nice rank. He was a, uh, and, and the specific rank I don't, I don't recall, but you know, he was in a yeah. position of leadership. So when he announced, "Hey, we're going to the Marines," I was like, "The Marines? But you did four years of Air Force ROTC." <laughs> <laughs> With with credentials, wow. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows what went on in his mind? But uh, but he's there now, and he's going to really enjoy this this episode. But what lessons? I mean, listen, you mentioned group in Puerto Rico. Obviously, you you grew up with your grandparents, came here to New York. You were uh, with your mom, and I believe your mom was a single mom, and she had some health concerns. So I'm sure that wasn't yeah. easy. Uh, but tell us a little bit about that and how that impacted you early on in terms of teaching you lessons about life and fortitude and resiliency. Yeah, you know, I tell you, Jay. You know, uh, in my military career and just you know life in general, you come across so many folks who, who uh, have so many amazing life stories, right? So, and and it's all about uh, overcoming obstacles and and impediments and, and and trying to to achieve the best version of you that you can. And, and the interesting thing is, so as I tell my story, I you know have a tough time doing that because I'm not used to really talking about me. I I, I really prefer to talk about others, but. But, but to the extent that this might help your listeners, look, you know, I grew up a uh, really poor area of the Bronx. Uh, my mother was a single mom. Uh, she had me at 18. Uh, she had my brother when she was 17. Uh, she couldn't take care of us. Uh, There's there a lot of issues there. Went to live with my grandparents when I was just six months old and, and then came back to live with her when I was about uh, nine. Uh, did not speak a word of English when I came to live with her and she could not speak Spanish at all. Um, and so, you know, she, she had a lot of health issues, uh, growing up, um, and, and, um, you know, she suffered a stroke. She had some, some other back problems and it got to the point where she couldn't really work. And so we're, we're living on welfare, uh, section eight housing in the Bronx. And when I was, when I, when I was in high school, I just decided, you know, I'm going to go get a job. And, and I was doing some work before that, I deliver papers and that kind of thing. 
But I got a job where I was literally working 40 hours a week. And, and at the time, I was against the law. You could only work, uh, if you're less than 16, about, you know, 28 hours, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But I would, they always put me in the books for 28 hours. And then I was always able to work overtime or catch a shift that somebody didn't have. So working 40 hours was, was never a problem. Um, and, and I was able to pay the rent with that, uh, pay for my tuition in school because I went to, you know, Catholic high school. Um, and it's just, it was just necessity. You had to do it. Right. And, and it's either that or, or nothing was going to get done. Um, but, but it was, you know, it was, it was kind of a tough upbringing, but not, not probably different than many of the, the listeners you have out there. Um, I know you have a great life story too. And mm-hmm. you and I know a lot of friends that we grew up with that, that face the same challenges and, and, and it's all about pushing through. Yeah, absolutely right. It's all about pushing through. In fact, the theme of this show, it's it's uh, based around the idea of having initiative and taking initiative. That's the theme of the show. Uh, and, and your career and your life exudes this, uh, you know, as a Latino, it's achieving really impressive credentials, experience, rank, and respect. How important is having initiative um, in your experience, in your opinion? Well, initiative is the genesis to success, right? And the initiative is all about believing in you and, and believing in yourself so much that you're going to take action, um, that you're going to define some goals out there for yourself, that you're going to think about, you know, here's what I want to achieve. And I believe in myself so much that I'm going to take action to do those things. And, and it starts with you. Um, initiative also means that, that you take steps to show your interest in something, and then you create a team of other folks around you who also mm-hmm. go into that unstoppable momentum of, of, of trying to achieve your goals, where they, they're, they're on your team, and you build that team around you. You know, that's something key that you've introduced, which I'm going to expand on a little bit, um, because you have been in positions of leadership early, early on, uh, and you know all about building teams. It's, it's one thing for you to have massive initiative. You personally have massive initiative in doing something that is going to require you to stay focused, to be determined, to be diligent, all of these things. But then if you don't surround yourself with people that are equally as as steadfast in their initiative, that are also like-minded, you're going to find yourself not only handicapped, but whatever it is you're pursuing is going to take you that much longer if it ever gets there because the people around you, they're not on the same level as you are in terms of their ambition and initiative. How difficult is that? No, no, no doubt. I mean, there's folks out there who can be anchors, right? Um, you know, can, can drag you down uh, because maybe they don't believe or, or just the, the way that they look at life. You know, um, folks sometimes where one person might see obstacles, another person sees opportunity, right? And mm. and I think it's so important to be around folks who 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 believe in you, uh, who'll be there for you, who'll give you some, you know, solid advice. And sometimes it's not going to be positive advice. Sometimes it's constructive criticism. But folks who, who really care about, about bettering yourself and, and achieving the goals that you have. And, and, and life is a team sport. It is not something that anybody out there can just say, I'm, I'm going to do this on my own. So, you know, I appreciate the great comments you had about, about my career so far. And, you know, I've traveled all over um, – all over the world. I've, I must have been to about 20 different countries. I've, I've done cases down in, you know, uh, South America. I used to work um, as a legal attache at the U.S. Embassy in Bogota in Colombia. I've gotten all these incredible opportunities in life, and, and I pinch myself. But it's, it's not just because of me. It's because other people believed, and, and other people around me gave me opportunities. And, and, 
And, uh, and so that's so important to be surrounded by folks who, who believe in you and, and, and move away from negativity. Because once you're around negativity, it's, it really will just drag you down. Yeah, absolutely right, brother. You're absolutely right. Hey, as, as someone who has been in, in positions of leadership on, on so many fronts, you've collaborated with so many different people. Uh, and there is so much more for you to do and so much more for you to go. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the interview. But what would you say are the three lessons that you can share about leadership with the audience? It's tough to narrow it down to three three lessons. Um, you know, I've I've uh, I've succeeded, but I failed uh, a bunch of times too. And you learn from both of those things, you know. And so, you know, I always say, t- take care of your people first. Uh, your people are the most valuable resource you have, and and um, you know, it's it's not always about domineering folks it's 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 it's, leadership is not about domineering at all it's it's about mentoring people and growing them and then getting them to perform at the best level that they can um so that's one of the things i've learned and you learn that through good leadership and bad leadership you know we've all had terrible bosses we've all had great bosses and and what you learn from the bad ones is is you know you, you need but you need you need to leadership is about uh motivating people and, and understanding them, learning them, mentoring them, understanding what their goals are, and helping them be the best version of themselves. And then they, in turn, will, will do the best job for you. Um, you. You have to learn to to follow before you can lead. So here's what I mean by that. You know, so um, if you don't if you don't know how to how to deal with with the bo- people above you and understanding what their goals are, um, then then it's tough to then get to that leadership point and then know how to how to talk to people and, and lead them as well. So you got to be able to walk the walk uh, before you can talk it. And, and also learning how to follow means that, you know, you learn. Uh, one thing I learned a long time ago was, was know and do your job. Um, and what that means is, you know, if your job is to be a student right now, be the best student you can be, right? And someday you can be a great teacher by being a great student. Mm. And so you understand how people learn and, and how to do that. If my job right now, you know, is, is to, like, you know, when I was a pilot to fly a plane, fly a jet, I learned to do that the best way possible so I understand all the intricacies in that job. So later on, when I'm leading folks, I understand what it takes for them to do that job. And that also puts me in the position to better lead because I understand that so, so well. Um, and the last thing I would say is, is be humble and, and, and realize that you're never going to be the smartest person in the room. And that goes back to mentoring. So as you have folks, you know, in a room that you're trying to achieve a goal or, you know, like, like right now, you know, our job is to protect the capital region. And so I, you know, I'm the commander for a unit that whose primary mission um, and is to protect the capital area. So, so the folks that, that, that go to bed tonight in the capital region in Washington, D.C., those folks are being protected by the F-16s under my command. Um, and, and, and that's a, that's a great responsibility, right? Um, but, but in trying to do that job and, and talking to folks in the room about how do we best do that, you know, talking about strategic initiatives, talking about how we can best protect things and, and how do we learn from the past. You have to understand you're not the smartest person in the room. You gotta, you gotta let your people, uh, share their ideas and find ways to make sure that they're able to innovate, that they're able to express themselves, that they're able to feel that they have value to add to the mission. So it's not just me dictating to them, do X, Y, Z. It's, it's about growing the organization and people. You know, I love what you said there, that in order to be a great teacher, you first have to be a great student. And that's a big deal. Uh, and it's kind of like, can't be a great coach without first being a great player. 
so I, I appreciate out of those uh, lessons, and you're right, three is probably not even enough, but certainly that one is a major one. You, you've got to first be good at, at that entry level before you could be a great director. You just There's just no shortcuts around it. Yeah, we, but, you know, I'll, I'll add something to that, Jay, you know, because you mentioned, um, you know, I mean, you can't be a coach unless you're a great player. Some people may not have the skills to be great players, but the part to that is is to give it your all when mm, you're being a player. Mm-hmm. To become the best version that you can be for you. And that may not be mean that you're going to be a great player. You know, you may not be a, you know, 300 hitter. But the fact that you give it your all, that means you learn as much as possible and you grow. And then that makes you into a better coach. That's a great point. That's a very, very good point. When we come back after the break, I want to talk about some of the hurdles and setbacks that you've experienced and how you've handled them. Folks, we're going to be back with uh, Brigadier General Mark Maldonado right after the break. One of the books that I recently wrote has helped so many people that are stuck in this place where they are now in what I call a downward spiral. Hello, everyone. This is Jay Mamie, and I want to encourage you to take a look at a book called Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On. If you are struggling or being challenged by fear or anxiety or doubt or depression or discouragement, this book is for you. It's called Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On. You can buy the book at jmamie.com. Are you having a hard time obtaining a mortgage approval, especially now through this pandemic? At Evolve Bank and Trust Mortgage, we can help you navigate and sail through the sometimes treacherous process of mortgage financing. Hi, my name is John Astrologo, and I'm a senior mortgage banker with Evolve Bank and Trust Mortgage. I will help you find a loan that fits your individual needs. Please call me at 845-661-4049 to discuss. Again, 845-661-4049, NMLS number 441861. Evolve Bank and Trust is an equal housing lender, all loans subject to credit approval, corporate NMLS number 509256. We're making house calls a thing again. Dispatch Health, in collaboration with Texas Health, dispatches urgent medical care professionals right to your home, work, or wherever you are, whenever you need them. For everything from COVID-19 testing and treatment to more everyday issues like respiratory infections, migraines, dehydration, sprains, strains, and minor fractures, Dispatch Health comes to you. See how it works at dispatchhealth.com DFW. Most major health insurance accepted. Did you hear the news? Newsmax TV was just rated number one in the key demo for the first time ever. And that was Greg Kelly's new show everyone is talking about. 30 million Americans tune into Newsmax TV regularly. It's got the best news on President Trump, Biden, and more. So watch it anytime just by downloading the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. You can see Newsmax TV's great shows starting each night with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Sean Spicer, Lindsey Keith, Chris Salcedo, and more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems, so check your guide. If they don't carry Newsmax, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax TV. And remember, you can watch it OTT on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, and most smart TVs. Get Newsmax TV for the latest from Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, and many more. Find out why everyone is watching Newsmax TV. It really is real news for real people. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line here is Brigadier General Mark Maldonado having a great conversation in our first segment. We're going to pick up right where we left off. Mark, what has, um, look, everybody has hurdles and setbacks, right? We're not immune to that. But in your situation, what have been some of the hurdles or setbacks that you've experienced and how have you handled them? Yeah, no, like you said, um, everybody has setbacks, right? And, and hurdles and, 
and life is such a rocky road, you know, you try and achieve your goals and, and what you want to do in life, you, you're always going to have those setbacks. And I think for some people, it becomes a surprise, you know, it's almost like a splash of cold water in your face and you kind of go, whoa, what, what's going on here? This isn't as easy as I thought. And then that's usually where people jump ship and, and maybe give up. Um, so, so no, life, life is full of setbacks. I would say the biggest thing uh, for me that I had to learn uh, was, was pushing through. And I've had a ton of setbacks. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, you go through school and maybe, oh, these classes may not be as easy for me as I thought, right? You mm-hmm. know, learn to push through, through that and, and do the best you can. You know, you start out a job and, uh, you know, there's like, tw- you know, 20 people starting out with you and you always have these dreams that somehow you're going to be the best and you learn, yeah, maybe I'm not. Um, and so that's a setback, but then you got to take a look at those setbacks and then turn them into opportunities and turn them into, into areas where you can grow. Um, and so how do I get better? And, and, you know, so this, this is an opportunity for me to, to become the best version of myself that I can be. And, and that's the way I, you know, you have to take that. I've seen folks, uh, too many times that that little setback means I'm not good enough. Uh, mm-hmm. they look themselves in the mirror and they don't value who they are. And they, they see that as affirmation that I'm not meant to be here. And, and that's just uh, the, further, the furthest thing from the truth. You just have to take those setbacks and go, thank you. Thank you for, for showing me that, that there's things I need to work on. And then now I know exactly how to get better and how to build my skill sets and go from there. And those setbacks and hurdles, if you know how to really uh, approach them, they're blessings in disguises, aren't they? Well, absolutely they are. And those are the things you look back on in your life and go, you know, I'm glad I, I went through that. That's right. Because it also it makes you humble mm-hmm. and it also helps treat people better, right? Because the last thing you want is to go through life and you just think it's just a breeze and like, oh, anybody could do this. You learn that life is, is really hard and, and it's all about helping each other and being positive um, and then just, just keep growing. I think the tragedy is to go through a setback or some kind of hurdle or some kind of uh, experience that, that didn't serve you and you don't learn from it and you continue to repeat the same mistake. That's the tragedy in a setback, that you continue to make the same daggum mistakes even though you realize at the moment that you, you that setback is not something you want to experience, but yet you continue to have it because you don't learn from it. That's the tragedy in that, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. And then when you, when you give setbacks too big of a voice. And people do that a lot, you know, so you step back in your life and you kind of go, you know what, the truth is not that I'm, you know, the positivity of my life and, and that I'm trying to achieve something and I have the skills to do that. The truth is I'm not good enough. I can't do this. This is too big. And and so when you give setbacks, that kind of voice and that kind of power over you, then, then, then that's too much. You just, the setback should be, I'm going to learn from this and then I'm moving on. Now in your world, Discipline and focus is everything. I mean, that's that's what you've been involved in from uh, from teen years. Discipline and focus is everything. Going into a new year, people are now looking at uh, 2021 and beyond as a as a time to recover, to have this revival from this this horrific 2020. I know a lot of people are thinking like that. But how important is discipline and focus to someone individually? Uh, or to a group, if you're dealing with someone who has uh, leadership responsibility over a group, how important is discipline and focus? It's it's uh, it's, it's so monumental. So I'll give you an example. You know, I have uh, 26 F-16s uh, at Andrews Air Force Base, or Joint Base Andrews, as we call it now. And, and those folks, their job is to protect the capital area. And, 
And we've responded to events since 9-11, you know, over 6,800 times we've responded, mm. either either launching or or going to the line uh, because we're told they, that there might be an event that's happening. So someone's either coming into the airspace that shouldn't be there, or there might be some sort of a threat. Um, and, and having the discipline to to um, handle those missions, uh, you know, it's, you don't have to explain it. It's, everybody would understand that. That's so critically important. I think what happens with discipline is sometimes people don't understand what the impact is of their actions, right? So sometimes you can say, uh, or they don't understand that sometimes when, when you don't have discipline in something, how it can add up over time to, to take you away from your goals. And so it's easy to say, you know, let's, let's say, you know, diet, it's easy to go, you know, I'm just going to have this little piece of candy. What's the big deal? But, you know, stuff like that adds up over time, right? And so, so then that can take you astray. Or then you build a habit pattern that maybe doesn't, doesn't get you to your goals. And so folks need to think about discipline in terms of, of what does discipline really mean? Does it mean that, um, that, uh, that, that you know, you just, you just can't have fun in life or anything? No, it's about, it's about utilizing your time and saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with a schedule of things I'm going to do. I'm going to live my life in a certain way and following through on that end. Um, and sometimes you're going to have setbacks, but you like, like we just said before, we just got to pick yourself up and just keep going. Yeah, absolutely right. Pick yourself up and keep going. And I, I, I kind of like what you said earlier, about don't give too much voice to your setbacks. That's powerful. That's, that's, that's really powerful. But what would you say to that young Hispanic who maybe doesn't grow up in the most ideal setting? Like I, I didn't, you didn't, right? But what would you say that a Hispanic who I know is going to listen to this show, we have a, a huge following of, of Hispanics and Latinos who listen to the show. Uh, I've got a, thankfully there's a, a young following to the show and that's by intent because um, the message is about thriving. So you've got this, this, this group of folks out there and listen, it could be any minority group, right? But considering that you and I both are Hispanic, um, what would you say to that, that, young guy or gal that is growing up not in the most ideal setting or in in a not the most ideal neighborhood but they know they want to be somebody but they look around and they look at their circumstances and they look at their environment and they look at their their peers and they just don't see much hope uh what do you say to that person as someone who's come out of that and look where you are now you know, I can identify with that, right? And, you know, like you said, we both can. It's, um, you know, hopelessness is, 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 the, is, is, is the worst thing that you can have in, in order to, uh, to achieve anything in life because it's, it's, you start to just feel, you know, feel like it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter what I do because it's hopeless. And it doesn't matter if I have goals because I'll never be able to achieve them. And, and the biggest thing I would say is, is, you know, I did it, you can do it, right? And so, so that, that's, that's power in that. But, but I think more importantly, too, is, um, you know, you and I uh, were able to achieve certain things in life because other people around us believed in us. And, and sometimes those people will be apparent to you or they're just right there, maybe, you know, like, a, like a, you know, someone in your family who helps. But sometimes you have to look for those other people. So I'll tell you, um, when I was in PS91 in the Bronx, I had a teacher named Mr. Henry, who, who taught me how to speak English. Um, I literally was put in Spanish classes only when I first got to, you know, got here from Puerto Rico. And then, and then my mother had to put me in an English class because she said, you know, almost a year into this, I still couldn't speak any, any English. And this, uh, Mr. Henry was, uh, was a great teacher um, who took a lot of time out of his time to, to, to actually teach me to speak English. 
Um, and I didn't have a father figure at home, and he kind of played that role too. It was, it was an amazing, amazing person who I, you know, I still look back on and, and give a lot of credit to for, for where I'm at today. And so you will have those people in your, in your neighborhood. You may have a ton of folks who are negative, who are not going to help you, who you need to stay away from. But there's those jewels and those gems of folks out there who will be there for you. Uh, you know, I got a great boss right now, um, you know, uh, Major General William Walker, who's also uh, helped me out a great deal and, and mentioned me to get to where I'm at right now. Uh, my grandfather, uh, like I said, Mr. Henry. So find those positive folks out there, those mentors, uh, to be part of your team to help you because you can't do this alone. And when you have a team of people around you, that builds hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 then take some time, you know, when, when you're around hopelessness build hope inside of you. And and how do you do that? You do that by, by taking little steps where where you're going to keep working on your skills. You do that by, by doing the best you can in school because then that builds hope that there's opportunities out there for the future. You do that uh, if you have to work and you become the best worker you can and you build opportunities uh, uh, that way. You know, when I was at Sears Automotive, they were going to make me the assistant parts manager and I was in high school. Um, and so, and so that, that's how you build hope in little pieces and then to make sure that you give those little pieces of hope that the voice inside of you to go, I'm, I'm going to do something instead of looking at the negative sides of life. That's easier said than done, Jay, because some, some folks out there are going through a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You can just tell them, yeah, it's uh, just get out of it through positive thinking. No, it's not that way at all. You need to build a team of people around you, just like you need a coach to help you become a better player. You need mentors around you who are going to keep you on track, who are going to help you out when the t- tough times hit so you can you can just keep pushing forward. Yeah, the power of having a good mentor is so important because they'll believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. That's right. And they're going to give you the hope until you develop your own hope and you stand on your own two feet with hope. That's the power of getting the right people around you. So I appreciate That's you right. sharing that. No, that's right. I mean, I look at my grandfather who who didn't have, you know, he had a fifth uh, grade education. Uh, Carpenter was making a dollar an hour. Mm. Um, And this man, even though I got, you know, I've achieved some titles and gone to school, done all these things. I don't think I'll ever achieve the level of success he had because what he did was he he mentored me. He made sure that that I had a shot in life and he worked Mm -hmm. hard and, and applied all those principles we just talked about in order to, to his goal is to get me to go somewhere. And, and so that's, that's the highest level of success you can have. Well, that's good that you pay homage to your grandfather because it certainly sounds like a guy who you, most people will, will never hear of, right? No titles, no, nothing of, of credentials, but his level of achievement and what he's done with his life is so obvious and evident. The award is the guy I'm talking to right now, Mark Maldonado. So what does the future hold for you in the last 30 seconds of our show here? I'm uh, not, not, not sure yet. I, I will, um, you know, titles are fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. You know, character, integrity, work ethic, all those things we just talked about. Those, those are the most important things. I think, you know, um, opportunities kind of typically create themselves if, if, if you try and live your life in the best way possible. And I'll just see what happens. Um, the, the great thing is, you know, I've been lucky enough to create options, you know, with as, you know, my law degree, the things I've done in the military side. Um, what I want to do is, to, is help people. I want to help people get to where they want to get in life. I want to I want to mentor and continue to mentor folks to to be the best version of themselves they can be. And and as far as titles and other things, I'm sure those things might come my way. But but if I can't do those things, where I'm I'm, I'm taking care of folks and paying it forward, um, then then those those achievements really are for naught. So 
So that's my hope. Mark, I appreciate you being on the show. It's been a wealth of information, and you and I are going to stay in contact because I'm sure we're going to, we're not, we've not heard the last of uh, Brigadier General Mark Maldonado. Thanks for being on the show. No, thank you so much for having me, Jay. Thank, and thanks for everything you do for all of us. Appreciate you. Folks, we'll be back after the break. Are you experiencing chronic pain and discomfort in your back, joints, or neck? Have you tried a number of remedies, treatments, and prescriptions without feeling any better? If so, schedule a consultative visit with my friend, Dr. Carlos Chapa from the Acupuncture and Integrative Medical Center in Las Colinas. He's a holistic doctor specializing in Eastern medicine and will treat the reason why you have the pain. Call 972-444-0660 today to book a visit or visit drchapa.com. That is D-R-C-H-A-P-A. Hello everyone, this is Michael Merritt with Merritt Coaching Group. At the end of a long and amazing journey filled with love, laughter, joy, and tears, what will you say about your life? Start today with the right mindset, priorities, and perspectives. Let Merritt Coaching Group take you to the next level. We are here to help you both personally and professionally. We know that you are born to succeed. Contact us at 469-834-7159 or MerrickCoachingGroup.com. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800 800- 845 Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am on the line right now with our, not only our author spotlight, but having had a chance to speak with her, I'm going to call it our impact spotlight as well. So this is sort of like a combo segment here that has uh, really started off as an author, but then uh, spotlight, but then it's morphed into something more than that. After I had a chance to chat with uh, our next speaker, Stacy McGovern is not only an author of a newly released book, but she's the speaker. She's also CEO and founder of Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. His was amazing. She went from an outside salesperson to running a multi-million dollar company literally overnight. So she's with us today to share her new book, Turn Your Passion into a Million Dollar Business. I did, as well as the rest of her wonderful story. Stacy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm looking forward to having you share your story. Before we do that, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm a, a born and raised Texas girl. Um, and married the love of my life about 15 years ago, a police officer. Um, and at that time, you know, I knew nothing about the, the police wife life. So that sort of, <laughs> sort of bring, brings the story in, into it. But yeah, I'm born to a family of entrepreneurs. My mom, who I call the, the original badass, if you will, <laughs> she um, uh, opened a retail store when I was five months old and grew that into five locations and ran it, ran it for 44 years. So um, I definitely learned the um, work ethic and, and the inner drive from her. 
so that's that's kind of who I am and and always you know worked in um, commission sales outside sales most of my career but always knew deep down I wanted to do my own thing I wanted to to run my own business I, I got really tired of making everyone else richer if you will yeah something to be said about role modeling and I, I've learned uh, me being an entrepreneur since I was 13 years old although I didn't have anyone in my home life that I could role model entrepreneurship. My father worked three jobs and he was uh, always working for someone else. So I didn't have anybody that uh, oh. I could see that who was an entrepreneur or business owner like you did with your mom. Um, but I can tell you one thing, there's something to be said about role modeling parents who are entrepreneurs and you seeing your mom open up a business, have success, expand it to different locations. For you, it was almost natural to go out there and create a living uh, having an, uh, what, uh, an income experience, an income generation experience uh, on commission. It didn't bother you because you saw that as you grew up with your mom and the success that she had. So there's a whole lot to be said about role modeling. Um, if you are an entrepreneurial parent at home, your kids are watching you. Trust me on that. But what inspired you to write this book? Well, I have a pretty unique story, um, as you sort of uh, alluded to earlier. As a, as a police wife, um, I learned very quickly uh, what a lot of people don't know about, about the police wife life, is, and that is that um, police officers, at least in Texas, don't make a lot of money. They truly do it because they, they love to serve the people. And so they rely on um, corporate jobs, off-duty jobs, as we call them, for security and traffic control to really make ends meet, to really um, bring in that extra income they need for you know, the unexpected expenses or the braces or the family vacation or, or any of those things that they can't afford on their regular police salary. So, you know, as, as other police wives, my husband worked off duty, um, but it was, it was really random and I never knew when he was going to get an off duty job. And then more than that, I never knew when he was going to get paid for that off duty job. So it was really hard for me to budget as what I call the, the CEO of my family. And so I just I just kept saying, you know, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way where these officers that need this off-duty work can go to a marketplace and get as much or as little as they want. And so this became my my next big idea. And I said, you know, I'm going to I'm going to reinvent this. I'm going to make it where there's a marketplace for police officers, at least in Texas, where they can go get as much or as little off-duty work as they want, and they'll be paid via direct deposit. They'll know in advance when they're working. Jay, I can't tell you how many nights my husband would get home from a 12-hour shift and pop a beer and sit on the couch, and then they would call wanting him for off-duty. And it's like, dang it, if we'd only known, you know, that he that they were going to need someone, you know, we could have pre-planned or, or he could have been ready to do that. So we would, you know, miss out on that money because we didn't know in advance. So I said, you know, let's create a a way for these guys to know up to 30 days in advance when they're going to work and and have a schedule out and have, um, you know, all the things in place where they can pick and choose as much or as little either security or traffic safety work that they want. And so I literally worked two years. This was my, my idea. It was my side hustle. It was my everything. Um, for two years trying to get traction on this idea because I just I just believed in it. And I just knew if I could just get to the right people and convince them, you know, hey, we could be your point of contact for all your police officers that you need for all your site security and everything. And one invoice monthly, one point of contact. I knew if I could get to them, you know, they would see the light. 
And, but of course I couldn't quit my job. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were living paycheck to paycheck, just like a lot of people do. I had two boys at home trying to raise them. My husband was a police officer. He was never home. So, you know, it was, you know, in my spare time, um, I was trying to, to make this happen. So when I would go on an appointment for my commission sales job, I would also stop in and talk to, um, corporate clients that I knew needed police officers for traffic control or, or site security and, um, to, you know, get, get to the point quickly, I guess, um, after two years of working this with, by the way, with a lot of my family saying, Hey, that's not a thing. Um, that's not a real business. We're not sure that'll ever work. I just, I just knew, I just knew it would, I just had, had the, the tenacity and the inner drive. And I just said, no, I'm, I'm going to make this happen. Not just for me, um, but for all the police officers that, that need this work. And, and so true story in September of 2014, I was getting ready for work just like any other day. I just dropped my kids off at school. I was in the bathroom putting on makeup and the doorbell rang and it was FedEx and they had a package for this company I had created, Point Blank Safety. But you have to understand, <laughs> Point Blank Safety didn't get packages, right? It was mm-hmm. still just an idea and a business card. And, you know, um, so I open it up and it's a 300 page contract. Uh, worth $1.5 million to use our officers for traffic control on the managed lane project where they were adding a lane from Dallas to Denton, um, using our officers for lane closures and keeping the citizens safe and the construction workers safe. So, yeah, um, true story. Uh, really, really happened. That's an amazing story. You know, our show today, the theme of our show today is about initiative. That's the theme of the show. And uh, one of the reasons why I was excited to have you on the show because, boy, you you exemplify uh, initiative with not only this thought that you had, but seeing it through to the end, even though there was tons of, I'm sure, negative comments and <clears throat> things that you were told uh, that didn't encourage you, you kept going. That's that's the epitome of initiative. And here you have a book that tells your story, right? Right. It tells it tells that whole story and, of course, in, in much more detail. And then it also tells kind of if you have that drive or that inner passion, you know, how you can make that things happen for yourself. I give a lot of the strategies and and, and um, tips and everything that I used to um, to grow this business to where it is today. Uh, at this point, you know, we're, we're one of the largest traffic safety companies in the state of Texas and we employ over 200 officers. So I really dive deep into um, you know, what I've learned over the last, you know, eight years and how, how I've gotten to where I am today and, and what it took for me to not give up on this whole process. There were many, many times along the way that it would have been really easy, Jay, to just say, okay, this isn't going to work. I need to just go back to, you know, what I was doing and be able to spend more time with my kids and more time with my, my family. But, um, you know, my mom always told me, you are the only person that can change your life. You know, if you're not happy um, making someone else rich or you're not happy living paycheck to paycheck, no one's going to change it for you. You have to be the one willing to put in the hard work to make that happen. So every book has a message or a theme. What would you say is that message or theme in this book? Don't give up. If you truly believe in, in, in your idea, you know, I found so many people give up right before the big break, right? Mm-hmm. When it really gets hard, they go, okay, I'm, I'm out. Um, and I could have done that. You know, I didn't even mention to you that um, the contract required us to start in two weeks. The contract required us to have $5 million in insurance. $5 million in insurance, if you don't know, is about fourteen grand. 
I didn't have 14 grand. I mean, it would have been a perfect, perfect time to go, well, you know, it didn't work. I can't do it. I don't have $14,000, but I didn't do that. I said, no, $14,000 is not going to stop me from changing my life, changing my kids' lives, changing all these officers' lives. Um, I just, I wanted a better life. And um, so I wasn't willing to, to give up on it. Well, I appreciate your story, and that uh, alone should be the reason why people go out and buy this book, because here you are, working on commission, raising two boys, the wife of a, a police officer. You get this wonderful idea. Uh, and you, you go through some hurdles. You stick with it, and now it's it's a very successful business. In the last 30 seconds, you, you've created the Blue Family Fund. Can you take just a few seconds to talk about that before we wrap up the segment? Yeah, we just um, looked at each other. My husband and I, we said we've been so blessed. Let's pay this forward. And so, you know, we started a company, so why not start a nonprofit? And so every it's a self-funded nonprofit, so every single dollar you donate goes to either a scholarship or financial aid to the family of a first responder. We're going to put that up on our website, the Blue Family Fund, so those that want to donate to that can also do that. But where could people pick up a copy of the book? Oh, it's everywhere you buy books. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's on Apple Books. Um, it's also on my website, stacymcgovernauthor.com. Um, so anywhere you buy books, you should be able to find it. And we're going to have it also available on our website, uh, the Jamie Amy Talk Show, so people could find it there as well. Stacey McGovern, you are doing fantastic things. Much success to your book and to your company and to your organization. And thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really love your show and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, folks, that's a wrap. Fantastic show on initiative. We will see you next Sunday as we will have our New Year's message to kick off 2021. See you next Sunday.